sing as one for this country we're walking on we stand together to protect this land for the future we're hand in hand welcome to another episode of the environmental as anything podcast so very smooth segue here uh, <laughs> we've got Mark Northam up right now, who's the acting secretary in the Independent Education Unit of Australia, and we're just going to have an interview with him. Hi, Mark. <laughs> yeah, uh, good, good afternoon. Um, so just to start off, I just wanted... We just talked about in the interview... Well, Sean just talked about in the interview with Aki about the um, Independent Education Union's... Um, whole stance on the um, strike, but I just wanted you to say in your own words what your position or what the union's position is on the strike. Yeah, look, sure. Uh, look, we were very fortunate um, at our August council recently uh, to have a year 11 student, India Pardol, from uh, the International Grammar School in Ultimo, in Sydney, and she addressed our council, um, and it's the first time in my association with the union that a student has addressed a full council of the Independent Education Union. Wow. Um, she was uh, inordinately eloquent, uh, extraordinarily passionate, and I also saw something else that is a very infrequent thing. Um, the entire council stood and gave India, the Year 11 student, a standing ovation. And it was quite a moving um, speech that she delivered in, in uh, our Sydney council meeting. Um, and I think she she really uh, captured our members' heads, uh, and she was really saying, this is about student activism at its core, that's what it's about, student activism, but she, I guess, was holding a mirror up to the adults in the room and say, saying and tapping us on the shoulder, and India was saying, you, sh- you guys should have a very good look at yourselves because it's, it's my future. Yeah. Um, and I suppose for, for teachers, it's a really a complex and difficult arena and by that I mean it's quite obvious that um, climate change is an integral part of you know, many school syllabuses you know, think science, think geography think studies of religion um, in the environmental ethics component there's a broad range of, of um, coverage of this issue within schools and of course teachers are the point of reference that students would naturally go to um, so we know that there's a lot of conversations in a lot of schools about climate change and about the climate strike on the on the 20th of September. Yeah, it, it's obviously a huge topic for conversation for students. It sounds like a hair-raising moment to, to uh, you know, one of those moments where you get goosebumps uh, in, 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 you just described. Yes, look, it was. In, and look, I had the, uh, the privilege of attending this, the last uh, climate strike in, in Sydney. With oh, I was down there with other union officials. Uh, and really in the midst of several thousand students uh, in the middle of Sydney. And again, I saw um, extraordinary speeches delivered out the front. I saw um, students engaging with a, with a complex issue, but, but standing up. And I guess the, the learning that they were doing was, um, from my perspective, participative democracy, an opportunity to... Um, stand up and, and engage on a, on a serious issue. And there was a lot of schools present, 
And interestingly enough, there was a lot of schools with the, wearing their uniforms with pride. Now, um, so that, that was also a very positive and powerful thing, that they weren't going there to be anonymous. They were going there proud of, the, of their school and proud of their decision of their school to you know, attend such an event. Yes, it's so important that we were wearing our school uniforms because it shows that we are part of the school system. It shows that we are a part of, we are, even though we don't have a uniform as a group, as a climate strike, we have our individual uniforms as a schools. And it's, um, and it is actually very hard for, well, not very hard, but it is hard for um, unions to make these decisions because not only, especially the school union, you have this commitment to the student's future and the student's future safety, but you also have a commitment to the board and to the, what the government says that you can and can't say. And so it must have been, um, you know, a process to get the union to um, sort of come to this position. Yes, look, it is. Uh, Australia's industrial laws are inordinately complex, and if you want to take uh, what's called a, a protected action, it's a very lengthy, cumbersome legal process um, to do it. So what our council um, suggested as a way forward, clearly if you're a casual teacher and you're not working that day, you could attend. If you were somewhere close by in your lunch hour, you could attend. Um, support staff could attend in with time in lieu. Some people could, could take... Um, Know, other forms of leave. But I think, importantly, um, the Uniting Church has signalled to its schools in, across Sydney. Uh, they've got a number of schools. And they've, they've sent a signal that if the schools want to participate, now I'm not sure what year levels and all the, all the details, that, that's, um, I guess, very much their decision, but they've signalled that it's OK to attend um, the climate strike. Now, I noticed um, yesterday that Amnesty International... Um, are writing um, to you know, hundreds of thousands of schools, I'm guessing Australian schools, um, backing, supporting the stance of, of the students in this action. Now, that is, again, is a very rare and unusual thing, and I think that's a powerful signal from a, um, you know, a, a very powerful organisation. Absolutely, isn't it? I mean, I mean, we're hearing that the Uniting Church and Amnesty International and the Pope, uh, you know, coming out behind the the the, the climate strike is uh, obviously like extremely empowering for for all the students. And yet, there seems to be a mixed message coming out from some of the principals. I mean, some of them are clearly strongly uh, supportive of the students' actions, and then uh, we're having some uh, who seem to be uh, making negative noises as well. Exactly, and then there's also schools that just have this cone of silence around the strike I know my school um, haven't talked about it at all and the policy is that the teachers aren't really allowed to talk about their opinions which is kind of fair enough but also it's just um, a bit difficult to navigate around that when the faculty are um, kind of either against it or sort of indifferent to it um, but you know it's again it's a student strike so it really is this the students rising up and, you know, saying that, that they believe in this despite the fact that people are, um, you know, against it is really what it's about. And so, yeah. The schools have just got to wear it. I remember the um, one of the Byron schools was going to lock their students in with one of the first 
um, stroke for climate, but it was quickly pointed out that that was <laughs> a little bit beyond the law. <laughs> beyond the pale. <laughs> I've been advised by a, a teacher that uh, if, if uh, parents give children the, the, um, the, their permission uh, to, to, to not to attend school for, for the strike or for whatever other reason, that that overrides any other um, uh, authority that, that might be brought to bear. Is that uh, your understanding, Mark? Yeah, look, it's a difficult area, and I, I wouldn't claim to be an expert in it because truancy, um, you know, there are there are legal consequences for not attending school, but it would generally be for, for you know, some significant absences, not not just one particular day. Um, and certainly in the rally that I atten- attended in Sydney, there was quite uh, young students there, but it was obvious their parents were accompanying them to, to the strike. So mm. it would be very difficult to say um, to the parents of the child, well, you're, you're in... Um, serious trouble for attending something if your parents took you to the strike. Yeah. It also struck so I me think that... that will be a feature of it, I suspect. Yeah, it also struck me that uh, schools have a lot of leeway for taking their students to community events of all sorts of descriptions and that uh, this could easily be uh, could fall into that category. Uh, surely that's uh, an option for schools to, uh, to cl- classify this as a community event that they're attending as a school. Yeah, look, it, it is it is difficult because there's, there's the legal there's a you know, duty of care of loco parentis. There, there's a, a tremendous duty of care upon teachers if they're in a situation and there's students there. So um, our members wouldn't be able to go unless the school um, authorised them to accompany students. Say, mm. Mm. but I, I, I agree um, that it's. I think the phrase a few minutes ago was difficult to navigate. I think it is difficult to navigate, but I don't think it's impossible. And if, if the school in the middle of um, Aldermow in Sydney can take a decision, I'm really not sure, I'm guessing it might be senior students, you know, but that's only a guess. Um, if they can take a student, uh, sorry, a, 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 um, a managerial position to support it, mm. uh, those, those students might be walking, you know, probably you know, a little over a kilometre up the hill into the middle of Sydney. Mm. So it's a comparatively easy exercise, but still the school is engaging with it and the students are engaging with it. And the student was kind enough to come and address a union meeting, which is no small feat. No. So, what do you suggest for teachers who aren't able to attend the strike? Um, what do you suggest for them to do so to support the students who are attending the strike? Yeah, look, look, that's a great point. We're we're obviously supporting it um, in our social media, so there's absolutely no no problem with that. We've recently put out our. Um, Every eight weeks, we, we publish a, a newspaper, and it's certainly the, the council resolution has gone out um, across New South Wales and the, the ACT. Um, and as I said earlier, if you're not working on that day, you can certainly attend. The union itself will have a presence in um, you know, a number of centres, you know, Sydney, Newcastle, Wollongong, Canberra, um, you know, maybe Lismore. Um, there'll be people there present with, with union flags saying we support this. And some of our schools have already indicated um, that they'll be holding lunchtime meetings. You know, that's nothing to prevent teachers holding lunchtime meetings, and they'll be um, passing motions of support. Um, you know, it, it would vary across the state and the ACT, but they'd be passing motions of support for the groups in their community. So there's still very strong things that our members can do, even the fact that they, you know, the vast majority that won't be on the street. How do you suggest local schools can in, integrate environmental attitudes into the school culture? Because there's, um, you know, there's a support for the school strikes, which is one event, 
But then there's also the long-term um, event of talking about having an open discussion about climate change not just in the classroom but just having an attitude of um being environmentally aware and um conscious yeah look i, I guess um the, the the mechanism that i would think would be a you know student council leading activities because it's, it is about student activism so if the student council i mean it, it could be recycling at a school level it could be tree planting you know in your in your community maintaining and cleaning up, uh, you know, particular road, roads or beaches or, you know, areas that the community need assistance with. So I think there, there are ways, and there's a multitude of ways, um, you know, that you could get hold of parts of the uh, various New South Wales syllabus documents and say, well, here it is here in the, in the syllabus, and now we're going to translate it into some um, community action. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool to think about the syllabus as a... Um as a you know, as a part of the um, way to talk about environment, the environment and stuff, because you know there are a lot of schools that sort of don't think about that, and which is you know unfortunate. I guess coming from an independent school's perspective, Mark, you've um, you know there's there's questions of uh, the teaching of ethics and and religious values in those schools, isn't there? So. Uh, th th this must uh, m must kind of uh, factor into those. I mean, within the state system, there's uh, there's no there's no civics uh, learning. You know, no, no official civics learning is there. It somehow has to be done in the tacit learning. It seems. Yeah. Look, I, I think within um, Catholic schools, in particular, there's, there's opportunities there. I mean, the studies of religion syllabus is a is an ATAR subject. You know, um, it's a syllabus that can be taught in any particular school. But certainly embedded in that is an environmental ethics component of students choose uh, that section of the syllabus to be examined on. But, um, look, I think when I joined the program, you'd mentioned that the Bishop's encyclical, I think, of 2015. Uh, sorry, my apologies, the Pope. Yeah. Um, the, the Pope's encyclical of 2015 makes it abundantly clear um, that the Pope is, is supportive of, of, of these um, approaches. So... It's a, it will be a difficult decision for, um, I think, for Catholic systemic schools. So I think they've got to grapple with it, and um, it would be difficult to discount what the Pope is saying. Indeed. I mean, when we see the Pope shaking Greta Thunberg's hand and t exhorting her to continue, continue, uh, it must be hard for any principal anywhere to, to not follow up on that and, and, uh, and say the same to their own students, surely. Or to misinterpret it as something else. You know, you can't really say that he's, you know, he, he really is clearly saying that he supports it. You can't say that he just, you know, likes her or, you know, he's just, you know, trying to be... I don't know, be ambassador, an ambassador for something, you know, you, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, Mark, look, thank you so much for your time today. You've really helped clarify some of those important issues. Uh, have we missed anything? Was there anything that you wanted to say to us that, uh, that we, we didn't cover? Look, Sean, maybe just a final comment. I think the, you know, it's, I know it's coming up pretty quickly on the 20th, mm. but I think there's a, a groundswell out there and what we're hoping and trusting as a union is that people uh, will get behind it and there are mechanisms, safe, ethical and, you know, perfectly reasonable ways of teachers accompanying students into such an event and it, it can be managed and it can be managed within systems and schools um, and I think... Um, a lot of people should give a lot of serious thought to it in coming days. 
Absolutely. Look, thank you so much, Mark. That is uh, just a fantastic uh, clarification and, uh, you know, a, a, a clarion call, in fact. Um, we, we really appreciate your time. Right, thank you very much, Sean. Have a good one. You too. Bye. And that was Mark Northam from the Independent uh, Education Union of Australia uh, speaking to us about the upcoming school strike on September the 20th. That's uh, next Friday. I think we'll go to a track and uh, we'll be back straight after that. Are you looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? Tune in to Environmental as Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future you want. For the future, where